Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lonnie, mm. for a minute there, I was really worried that Night Books did the impossible. Mm-hmm. And by the impossible, I mean it made me hate an animal in the film. Yeah. But then I would die for Lenore <laughs> by the end of it. Fair enough. Even with the weird no fur. Yeah, look. Oh, still, it's, it's, not, it's not a fault, you know, mm. like mm. still deserving of love and attention and cuddles. Mm. Fair you enough, know. yeah. Hello there, welcome to I Only Like You in Movies, Spooky Edition. Hey, Sine. Ooh, happy Halloween. <laughs> My name's Lonnie, her name's Sine. How are you doing, Sine? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Spookiest time of year, isn't it? I mean, I guess so. I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of Halloween. I'm going to just go on the record and say it now. Mostly because I don't like scary things mm. and I just... You know, for the 24 hours of the 31st, I'm just going to stay in my house, <laughs> not interacting with anybody to minimise my risk of being scared, <laughs> and then hopefully everyone will be over it by the time we get to November. Fair enough, yeah. It's not a huge thing down here, but it is becoming more of a thing, isn't it, in Australia? Yeah. Why not? Who cares, really? It's fine. Uh, it is a good time of year to like have a focus on spooky movies, though, which is good. Mm-hmm. Again, though, not the biggest fan, are you, Sine? Listen, I like psychological thrillers. Mm -hmm. I like films that have a bit of substance to them, like Get Out or Ready Mm -hmm. or Not. Mm -hmm. I don't like cheap horror, Mm. which this kind of falls into. Okay, (laughs) we watch Night Books, Mm -hmm. uh, we should make clear. It's on Netflix and it's it's based off a YA book, I believe, and it's also like... Kind of for kids, but also kind of not for kids. Yeah, well, this is my biggest gripe with the film. Right. Well, she's mentioned it's directed by uh, David Yaroski and written by Mickey Daughtry and Tobias Iaconos, and also starring our girl, Kristen Ritter, which was the main reason we watched it, let's be honest. Let's be honest, yeah, (laughs) it was. Um, I love Kristen Ritter, and all I say to all the people who knew her from Breaking Bad where were you in 2008's 27 Dresses where she plays Gina, the receptionist <laughs> that Catherine Heigl has to plan a wedding for? You know, some of us true fans have been there from the beginning. That's think, all I'm saying. I think she was also in Veronica Mars back in the day. Long career. Still really great in everything I've seen. Underused here, I believe. What do you think, Sine? One thing I like is that she seems to be having fun. <laughs> She does have a whale of a time, really. And there's something compelling about watching an actor who's, like, enjoying doing what they're doing. And it's mm. like, well, she's happy. I'll go along <laughs> with it. 
So we should explain what she's doing. What is she doing, Sine? She's a witch, for starters. She's a witch. So there's this little kid who's a bit of a shithead of a kid. No, he's not. <laughs> His name's Alex and it's it's sort of a play on Hansel and Gretel. It's sort of like a horror fantasy Hansel and Gretel mm-hmm. um, where she Kristen Ritter is the witch, lures children into her apartment and magic and evilness ensues. Mm. Not a great summary, but you know. <laughs> yeah, and then little kid has to read a story every night and to placate the witch. It's a bit of a strange concept and it gets explained eventually. I guess we'll get into spoilers, but just in general, I probably wouldn't recommend this for kids. Like it's also it's not it's like probably too scary for kids and not scary enough for adults, I think. Yeah. And kind of that tonal dissonance kind of makes it a strange movie. But if you're a Kristen Ritter fan and you like seeing her in crazy outfits, like, go for it. <laughs> um, and also, like, I think you watched this one in the daytime, so now were you very scared when you were watching it? Like, there are a few jumps and things, but... Well, this is the thing, right? I watched it during the day mm. and it opens up and there's Halloween decorations in like the first scene Mm. and I don't know what's going to happen in the film. I'm coming at it fresh and there's a little spider decoration who's like moving in the background, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, oh, this is what it's going to be. You know, the decorations are going to come to life. It's a spider, which I hate, and it's going to be terrifying. Didn't turn out like that, Mm. but, you know, I was on edge from the get-go. Jump scares. Um, Probably has the record for the most jump scares ever in a film, I reckon. (laughs) You reckon? I hate jump scares. I yeah. hate them. I don't think they're clever. I think they can be effective when used sparingly, like in mm. Ready or Not or Get Out or that kind of like. But this one, every two seconds, it's jump scare. Someone's coming out of the cupboard, jump scare. Something's mm. coming up from the ceiling, jump scare. We're turning around. Oh, my God. Uh. It's like just let's all calm down and think of another intelligent, inventive, creative way to build tension rather mm. than going for the cheap scare. Yeah, there's that theory that, you know, the, the jump scare being effective isn't that all of a sudden there's something scary on screen. It's the two-minute lead-up where you're worried about what's going to be coming mm-hmm. around the corner, and that's the real essence of it when it's done well. But, yeah, we're just throwing them at the screen willy-nilly. It, dilute, it dilutes them as well, doesn't it? It really does. Okay, so we'll get into spoilers from now. I just want to try and explain the plot a bit because I'm trying to work out what happened, right? So... <laughs> It's yes. a good sign when yeah. uh, when you watch a film and then you have to think about what actually happened. So you've got to read her a story because yeah. reading story is keeps the original witch from Hansel and Gretel asleep. Yes. And the little kid just happens to be someone who writes scary stories and he's like a bit of a horror nerd even though he's like nine or ten. Mm-hmm. And But he's vowed to never write a scary story again. It has. Which, on the one hand, I understand, I, I guess you can see what's going on there and you can see why and all that. But the way he acts about it, it's like, dude, you're nine. <laughs> you you sworn off writing stories because a little kid was mean to you at school and he treats it like this life and death scenario, which it, is to him. I understand it that. It feels like that when you're a little kid. Yeah. Everything feels like really... I understand that, right? But then... He's in this scenario where the witch is going to kill him and eat him or whatever if he doesn't read the story. Just write a story, mate. She only wants like 30 <laughs> words. She doesn't want 
100 pages a night. She just wants a little sh- short story. You can do that. You can probably write one in half an hour before you go to dinner. He acts as if it's the biggest thing ever. Like, no, it's a life and death for you now to write a story. Just do it. I agree. This is what I mean by he's a bit of a shithead. You know, he's a little whinger. <laughs> he's a little whinger. <laughs> and he'll say he goes through this big library where it seems like every other story has been read to the, the witch already. Too big. Yeah, way too big. How long he lose track there? of what you have. Yeah, exactly. What if you're like, oh, where's my copy of To Kill a Mockingbird? And it's mm. 20 floors up, you know, you've got to go up spiral staircases. It's covered in dust. What, what's your system? What's your organisation system? Are you using I, the Dewey Decimal System? There were no, like, little index cards about where things no. were, so exactly. Pure chaos. Yeah. I, I, I think that element of the story could have been fixed. Just age him up a bit. Make him, like, 18 where he's, like, trying to go to college or something and all of a sudden he's been rejected by a publishing house or something and he really feels like he's... Life is over if he can't ever write a story. Also, I think for aging him up would lead to some more chemistry between him and his friend who's also been held captive. Oh, you don't want the little smiles at each other? We're friends. When they're 10 years old, it's just (laughs) embarrassing to watch. It's very cringy. Another thing I'll say about his backstory about um, his friend was mean to him and said he was a nerd or weird or something, and so he's like, you know, I'm not going to be weird ever again. But then he'll only like, yeah, it's good to be weird. Like, kind of treated as if that was a big reveal in the third act when he explained that his friend had been mean to him. It's like, no, I got that in the first scene when your mm-hmm. parents are talking about how weird you are and they've got to change it. No one came to your birthday party. So, like, when this big reveal happens, yeah, he finally admits that he's losing his mates because he's a weird, horror-obsessed kid. Like, oh, yeah, I knew that. Why are you treating yeah. it as this is a surprise to me? Fair enough. Anyway, I I guess that's the thing. I wasn't a huge fan of him or his mate, and I was more into Kristen Ritter. And and she is is used sparingly and not enough in my view. No. She doesn't really get a chance to do anything actually evil. Like there's a lot of threat of like doing things evil and she like, you know, puts them in a chokehold and, you know, suspends them in the air and forces them to open their eyes. But like what's the threat we never actually see anyone getting hurt, like, or mm. there's no way that we can, com- like, I know that other kids are supposed to be dead, so obviously you can think, oh, well, mm. she's killed them. But I didn't really understand, I don't know, I needed to see her being evil in order to feel that these people were in danger because she just gets a bit pissed off. There's wind that comes, mm. her eyes go turquoise, and then she's fine. <laughs> I know. You know? So what does she do during the day when she leaves them alone to do whatever they want and plan against her? God knows. Has a nap, goes to her job at the coffee shop, could be anything. (laughs) I assume she goes to look at the witch and steal her power and stuff some more. Got a whole day trip though. No, they got there in like a little two-minute walk. (laughs) Yeah, and the threat of her eventually gets to the point where like, if you're going to kill me, just kill me. Like, honestly, me having to read you a story every night is it worth it? Like, and what is she doing outside of this, right? What's her plan for the rest of her life is to have abduct a kid, read a story so she can sit on the couch and criticize them. Like, (laughs) if she had some more overall plan or I guess she's trying to sustain her lifestyle or whatever, but it didn't feel that coherent to me. And you're talking about the jump scares. Was that about like the, what are they called? The little 
um, things from the the night know, garden. The night garden. Yeah, they are horrifying. They truly. really are. So, just quickly, this film goes for an hour and forty three minutes. Mm. No need to be that long. Well, I don't think it even had plot for sixty minutes. I reckon cut out all, all the shit with the, um, like cockroach things, whatever they are that you got to kill and. Yeah, that whole sequence. That's what I'm saying. That whole yeah, sequence in the night garden. We were there for like what felt like ever. And what were we there for to help Yaz with a problem that she had? It's Yasmin. Don't even. Um, we're going to help her with a problem that she had in the night mm. garden. It doesn't progress the plot at all. I mean, it gets the two characters to bond, I guess. But like, yeah. anyway, in that sequence, there's these like spider things that hatch that are like made yeah. out of goo and bone and their face is a skull and it's truly horrifying like if you just google it i'm sure a picture will come up i'm not going to do it now because it's terrifying Mm. awful no just no (laughs) no i know what you mean and it just felt quite redundant all that stuff and lenore you were saying earlier seems like the worst cat in the world but then you come to love Lenore but I think I missed this or maybe it was very quickly glossed over but was Lenore actually a person at some point yeah I don't know either I was thinking that would be revealed at the end that she mm. was but I don't think so and then I was like she's an, but she wasn't she an extension of Kristen Ritter's magic but then she, she didn't die when Kristen Ritter died but then Kristen Ritter didn't die because mm. we had that little yeah sneak at the end I, I thought they said something like Lenore is also a captive or something, but maybe she's a captive cat. I think she's a captive cat, yes. And captive cat. Yeah. I was very worried for her well-being when the thing, the place was like falling down Yeah. and Yasmin and Alex stand there to turn around. And it's like, no, go. There's a structural collapse about to happen. The roof's about to cave in. We're not going to stand mm. here. Take Lenore to safety. <laughs> and then Lenore's like ducking out of the way of all these yeah. things that are dropping. Can we please just rescue Lenore? <laughs> How hard is it to rescue like, Lenore and make sure, sure she's safe? Was it there or later in the film, maybe when they were in near the furnace room, where it's like, oh, Lenore's gone. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think we should I think we should be, like, worry about this, guys. Yeah. <sighs> um, okay, one more thing I wanted to say. I don't mm-hmm. want to be shitting on this movie because it was yeah, it's pretty fun and Kristen Ritter, we love. But eventually the original witch from Hansel and Gretel wakes up and is chasing mm-hmm. them around and some reason follows them all the way um, to the boiler room of their apartment block in the real world, not in the fantasy world. Mm-hmm. For starters, why, why does she care that much? Does she want eats children? You eat other children who aren't, you know, <laughs> haven't already displayed that they're pretty competent anyway. I think she's like a bit gone a bit funny in the head though. She got obsessed with the stories because yeah. otherwise why else would she chase the story into the fire? Well, that's my thing. She's looking up for the story. I thought it was bad enough that she's like leaning over with her head near the boiler room. All of a sudden she's in there <laughs> completely. Yeah, because when someone throws something you want into a fire, everyone yeah. knows you've got to climb into the fire yeah. to retrieve that item. And like they're, they're very basic stories from a 10-year-old. Yeah. You can get better. Go and <laughs> abduct Stephen King, like honestly. <laughs> Hold Stephen King hostage and get him to write stories. He'd probably love it. He like, probably would, you know. He'd get a kick out of it. Yeah. It's his job anyway to do that. Oh, yeah. 
it's a bizarre film. I think so. my main criticism is similar to yours in that I don't understand who this is aimed at. You know, it's billed as fantasy and horror, which to me I get, but I can't fit kids' film into that. And it doesn't mean that every story that has, you know, a child protagonist is a YA film or or story or um, a children's story. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. But there are some very twee moments in this that are leaning more towards that genre, right? And so it just feels, like you said, really dissonant to have that and then at the other side have these horrific jump scares where this old witch who's like skin is like boiling and candied Hmm. reach down through the manhole at the top of the elevator trying to reach them horrifying nightmares nightmares for days and i just don't i don't get it like this is way too scary for kids to watch Hmm. way 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 too scary for kids to watch maybe high school is fine but definitely not kids that are the same age as alex and yasmin well, that's the but, thing. And when you get to 15, 16, you don't want to watch a movie with 10-year-olds as the protagonist, no, do you? No, so. you want to watch like grown-up, quote-unquote, films. Mm. And so I think it's too twee for people who actually like horror films and then I think it's way too scary for people who want to watch a children's film. Mm. So I, I just don't know where this sits. Like where's your market, you know? Yeah, and there are plenty of kids' movies that, can be appreciated by adults. Like mm-hmm. we're fans of Paddington and Boss Baby and Pixar films by and large. Like mm-hmm. there is a way to thread the needle, but with horror, maybe that needle is yeah, unthreadable. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> Thank you. One thing I did like, yeah. I'll switch just to a positive. I liked the representation of apartment living. Yeah. Normally everyone's in like, you know, standalone houses and I feel like for lots of kids whose parents live in the city, this mm. sort of apartment life, I don't know, I just enjoyed having that represented on screen. That I was, thought it was refreshing. Yeah, you think back to like kids' movies of the, of, I think in the 90s especially because um, that's when we were growing up in the early 2000s, it was like everyone's living in a suburban street, mm-hmm. two-story house, massive yard, and that's yeah, not the case for everybody, is it? So yeah, that's a good point. That was nice. Also, I thought the vignettes were really interesting Mm. and I just wish they lent into them a bit more. So when Alex is reading his stories to Kristen Ritter, I love that we just keep calling her Kristen Ritter, Natasha, um, 
you get these like title cards that have the you know name mm. of the story and there's little things like wait wait I'm not ready and that kind of interaction was really mm. interesting and I liked that where it was sort of inviting the audience to be a participant within the film um and essentially you see these stories play out with Alex's dialogue mm. sort of superimposed over this these images I guess yeah, the little animations like Tim Burton or something, they were pretty cool. Yeah, which I really liked. Lean into them more. You mm. only read her like two stories. Give it, give me five stories that act like short films on their own and mm. make that the film. Cut out everything with the Night Garden. Mm-hmm. Cut out all the stuff with even the witch, the old witch. Just make Natasha the witch. Even cut That's out Yasmin, fine. to be honest. Like, yeah. Wouldn't that have been like make it a two-hander? Yeah. more compelling, more engaging? And I, I think, think you know, something we've spoken about before is, like, it's really difficult when you've got a main character who doesn't want to do anything. Like, I guess he wants to mm. leave and whatever, but wouldn't it have been more interesting, perhaps, if he was to, like, be disheartened about his writing, but then he's, like, in this life-and-death scenario, so he's like, oh, my God, I've got to write the best story ever. If I, if I write the best story and the scariest story, I might be able to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then that's his journey because he really wants to do that, as it was he was reluctant to do anything and so like, oh, I'm reluctant to go on your journey with you then because you don't yeah. seem to care. He was also quite passive. Like he didn't, mm. not much really happened. Things were happening to him, which mm-hmm. I guess is potentially part of the horror genre. Like yeah. characters are often yeah. passive and it's what's happening to them that's that's the conflict. But mm. um, I, I did like the representation of the writing process. There were some nice little yeah. moments in there for, for people who know, who were just like, I can't write anything. I'll draw a little picture. <laughs> I don't know. I really, I kind of enjoyed that. I like that too today, but at the same time, it felt a little bit hollow given he's yes, like 10. Did. Yes. And he's like, oh my God, I can't write anything. He scratches the paper and throws it away. I'm like, it was, it was there like as a, as a nice, like yeah. oh, we're all like that, which yes, does take you out of the film and doesn't fit thematically in, in this world. But like, have you had a hard, hard time writing your one page essay about aquariums for class, mate? <laughs> honestly. Yeah. No, he's all right. He's actually a pretty good actor. He can't fault the performances, to be honest. No, everyone was great. As I said, Kristen's having the best mm. time of her life. Costumes, Kristen's costumes. Yeah. Amazing, right? Impeccable. She's wearing these, like, holographic gloves with these, like, stick-on nails at the end. She's yeah. got this turquoise hair. There's one scene, um, I think, when they're in the apartment and she opens the door from outside and it's been mm. raining and mm. she has this like raincoat on that's so angular and it's like clear as well like see through like transparent yeah but it's like there's also bright like hot pink and I, I just thought that was really cool i liked like a fresh take on a witch because if you know what Kristen ritter looks like mm. you know you could take the easy route that most yeah, people black. with long black hair mm. <clears throat> me take <laughs> which is you just stick a witch's hat on and you're fine you know yeah but i kind of love that they went this sort of like psychedelic um discotheque sort of fun witch i thought that was really refreshing to see that on screen i was thinking it's like a um a modern witch sort of designed by emily cooper don't you reckon uh <sighs> Listen, I'll let this one slide because it's actually, yeah, I agree with no, you. No, it, I, I'm, I'm being silly, but also I was thinking this during it. It's like, yeah, this is like a the weird fashion of Emily in Paris. but It really is. But, you know, by Witch way of fight. witches. Yeah. That's cool. Also, I was thinking they could almost play sisters, couldn't they? 
Yeah. Lily Collins. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Sequel? Two witches? Sure. I mean, we had two witches the first one. So two witches in the second. Yeah, that'd be fun. Can I just ask something of um, movie studios? What's with the obsession with poo lately? (laughs) What do you mean? I've been scarred for life in White Lotus. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? What do I mean? (laughs) Alex is sitting down to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Firstly, Yasmin told me I wasn't allowed to eat anything other than the peanut butter. Where do you get the jam and the the bread from? Mm. She said, Natasha will notice if you take even a scaric of something else. No punishment for him for using up the bread Mm. and the jam. Lenore. Yasmin was just trying to steal it herself. Well, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Lenore. We probably haven't mentioned that Lenore can become invisible. Mm. There is a poo that is being squeezed out of this cat's butt (laughs) that drops onto his sandwich. And then Lenore becomes non-invisible, real, and gives him a dirty look and walks away. <laughs> I don't need to see cat poo being squeezed out of a cat's butt. Yeah. I just, I don't need that. No. And I, I just, could I just have, I just don't want to see the poo. Like what's this? This is like the next level. They're like, yeah, we've had people poo before, but now is the sort of renaissance of seeing the poo and like figuring out how we can squeeze a substance through a tube how the poor bloody intern on set has to like shove something through a green screen <laughs> i just why why yeah i went to yesterday no more poo just, can we just have like just a moratorium on poo <laughs> just for things that i watch just i just need a little break please <laughs> the um, other thing hmm. is the whole thing about this is it's hansel and gretel right but it wasn't Hansel and Gretel until like three quarters of the way in where it's like, oh, now we're Hansel and Gretel because the house wasn't the apartment, it was the candy house and the witch wasn't Natasha, it was the old witch. And it's like, well, are you doing Hansel and Gretel or not, you know? Yeah, they could have set that up a bit better, couldn't they? Makes no sense. So did you think it was a bit obvious when it turns out that Kristen Ritter was the original unicorn girl? Oh, I 100% picked that. Yeah. I mean, like, who else could it have been? It's like, oh, she escaped. Mm, don't think so, guys. Mm, yes. I think the issue, like, there's a thing in horror films where you're screaming at the main character, right? It's the worst in this film. Obviously, don't eat the candy on the wall. You've yeah. just been reminded of Hansel and Gretel. You found the storybook. You know what happens in that. You're consciously trying to not do that. But Yasmin hands him a little meringue and he's like, fuck yeah, yeah I'll have a meringue. <laughs> like... He's supposed to be this horror expert, but he goes into the scary house. Oh, so stupid. It's like at a certain point, mate, you're in the story. You know you're in the story because you're dealing with this. We haven't even spoken about how he gets lured into the apartment. Well, that's my question for you. Let's talk about it, then I've got a follow-up question for you. Okay. So it's creepy, like something's not right, or he goes exploring in his apartment building. There's another apartment, the door is open. Mm. There's a TV playing in the middle of a room. Mm. Immediate bad sign. Mm -hmm. Don't go in there, obviously. There's a piece of pumpkin pie that is sitting on the side, right, which has obviously been drugged, and he eats it. Just blanket rule for everybody. Don't eat food that you don't know where it's come from. Yeah, don't eat random food. Don't eat random food. I, I don't know how this is such like a, a thing that we have to say. Obviously don't eat a slice of pumpkin pie that is in a strange apartment with a TV playing in the middle of the room where the lights are going out and everything's creepy. Like, even if it's not, like, um, 
scary. Like it clearly is scary in this scenario and it's like Halloween night or whatever, mate. But it's like your house. Like you can't just go on someone else's no, house and no. eat their food and watch their TV. <laughs> Obviously not. Just bad manners. What's your follow-up question? Okay. I was going to ask you what would draw you in, right, to oh. that room. Mm-hmm. But two-part question, what would draw you in? But also what is like the least amount of whatever it is that you, that would draw you in? Food-wise specifically? Yeah, like it's something, what, what's the threshold for you? Like obviously you wouldn't go in for just one peanut, but if you went in for like, I don't know, hot chips, would that be enough to draw you in? I mean... Or whatever else it might be that could draw you into a strange room. Well, I was thinking about this, about what my food would be. Mm. I toyed with the idea of a roast chicken dinner. Mm-hmm. But even then, I wouldn't, if I walked past an apartment door and saw a roast chicken dinner cooked on a table, I wouldn't mm. go in and eat it. Yeah, I've got to assume there's some sort of spell me. that's drawing him in or something. But even then, it could just be anything, couldn't it? But I guess it's like designed for him or something. I think it would have to be an individually wrapped item like a Kit Kat that's already in its wrapper so that I know that it's been interfered with the least. Okay. Also, if I'm stealing it from someone else, less likely to notice one little chocolate bar that's missing, mm, you know, true. than a whole chicken. And what's playing on the TV? Hmm. Probably Paddington too. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that would probably get me in. I'd be like, oh, Paddington's showing. I'll just sit out here in the hallway and watch weirdly into your room so I can yeah. see you watching it. I guess that's our thing. We wouldn't do it, so... What would yours be? In. I don't know. Um, Football food. on the TV. Well, maybe. Paddington. What would your food be? Mm. I don't know. GYG? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. M&M's? Yeah, like M&M's. I don't know. Cool. I feel like you shouldn't You shouldn't go into someone else's house, though. So Don't go to someone else's house. Thank you for all. Yeah. Well, party planning too, to be honest. No one's turning up. Well, it's Halloween. Maybe don't have, like... And don't have the same night that the cool kid's having a land party, whatever he's doing, you know? Obviously. <laughs> but is it a thing in America or is it just a thing in Australia where sometimes, like, if your birthday fell in the middle of the week, you'd have the party on the weekend. If mm. it's... He's been at school that day, right? It's... It could be a Friday, I suppose, but October yeah. October 31st. Have the party the next day. Is it actually Halloween or are we just assuming it is? Or is he having his own birthday party on a different night? No, no, because he, just... he said in the in the flashback with the kid, because mm. he said it's Halloween, it's my party. So I have news oh. for you. Halloween isn't specifically your birthday date. Uh, yeah. There are other people. There's another thing on this day. Just have a bit of awareness, please. Come on, mate. Ugh. All right, we're in a bad mood now. <laughs> <laughs> Got ourselves all worked up over this stupid Netflix movie. Um, if there was some way to just watch Kristen Ritter's scenes and her costumes, which I guess I was doing that by following her on Instagram anyway. I think I got the, <laughs> got the main, <laughs> the main effect I wanted. So yeah, um, I just wanted to say, Sine, before we wrap up for good mm-hmm. for this episode, um, a recent Netflix horror series, which I would actually recommend, mm-hmm. is the Fear Street movies. Now, they did three movies, but they're, it's like, they're all related. So it's kind of like a mini-series, but also kind of like three distinct movies. But there's a car- the story carry on through. Anyway, mm-hmm. they're all kind of like slasher, um, teen slasher sort of things, but um, really good. Based off R.L. Stein books from the 80s and 90s. Um, but 
they are not the kids. They are very much blood and guts and sex and things like that. So um, if you have to watch a horror thing, I will probably not watch night books unless you are you know, particularly Kristen Ritter inspired perhaps. But if you wanted something really horror and you're adult, I would go watch the Fear Street movies. Really good stuff. Good recommendation. Probably too scary for you though. Oh yeah, I'm not watching it. Just to be clear, this is a recommendation solely from Lonnie, <laughs> not from me at all. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll wrap up, Sine. How can the people find us? I mean, actually, maybe we should rate the, rate the movie first. Yeah, let's rate the, rate the film. Um, one. Yeah. And that's just for Kristen Ritter. Yeah. Maybe, maybe two because the, the costuming and setting was really good and she's really good, but yeah, no. hard to say. Not no. high. Mm. <laughs> um, also, just want to point out, the main character is named Alex, right? Mm-hmm. But his, his real name is Winslow Fegley. And no shade in his name. That's a cool name. But it sounds like he should be in a horror movie or a Harry Potter book or something, right, with a name like that. Winslow, could I just be put in touch with your parents, please? I just want to have a quick query with them um, about why they've done this to you. (laughs) You can't name a child Winslow Fegley. (laughs) Like, let's all just take a step back for a minute. Don't name your kid Winslow Fegley. (laughs) I think think they have the name. It's okay. I'm not having a go at Winslow Fegley himself. I'm just having a go at the fact that his parents, whose surname is Fegley, Chose the first name Winslow. Although, to be fair, you couldn't name him like John Fegley. You can't, if you've no. got a surname like Fegley, you kind of got to like step up to the plate with well, the first name, hey? He's the brother, he's an actor as well, and his name is Oaks Fegley. Okay. So, yeah, no hope there. No hope. Okay. All right. We'll probably wrap up now. Um, we're on Twitter, aren't we, Sine? We are. We're at I Only Like You Pod, I think. <laughs> Probably should know my own uh, Twitter handle. Yeah, I only like you, Pod. Yeah, that's good. We love you to get in touch. We've had some people getting in touch recently. It's been really fun to have them some chats about about films in our podcast. It's been great. And also, thank you so much for listening. We're actually getting lots of listeners recently, and I'm not really sure how this has happened, but obviously our listeners are spreading the word because you're so beautiful, and you want to spread the word to other beautiful people. So good on you. It's probably my fault. Some people at uni found out I did this, and forced me pressured me peer pressured me into giving them the name of it so no i'm just kidding no well thanks Thanks for for listening listening. (laughs) we'll take it don't worry okay well we'll see you next time on i only like you and movies bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.